Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. As always, I'm very excited. Believe it or not, I, I am still very excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with here with you here, despite the fact that the Rockies did just get swept in a four-game set at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies. And and not just swept. Let's start and, and be frank here. This was a truly awful and terrible series. For the Colorado Rockies. So here's what we're going to do on today's show. First, we're just going to rip the band-aid off of this thing. We're going to get into how epically bad this was, why it was so epically bad, and, and sort of my general thoughts on whether or not it should we expect it to continue to be this bad, right? If this was more of an indication of who they truly are or if this was some kind of weird aberration. Uh, then I do want to get into talking about, uh, you know, some of the silver linings, do a little bit of classic Drew Creaseman therapy here. Uh, I haven't really been able to do that in a while, so I wanted to, to jump in and, and talk about there were actually a few things in this set that caught my eye as, uh, you know, potential interesting positive factors moving forward, believe it or not. But of course, we have to begin with a big old oi, yoi, yoi. That was maybe the worst defensive series that I personally can recall having ever witnessed out of the Colorado Rockies. Now, I'm watching the team for a long time. There are certainly individual plays. We we did some talking about on social media again this week, the old Christian Friedrich, you know, wild pitch that allowed three runs to score type of, you know, we've, we've seen that individual moments, obviously, of embarrassment for this franchise. And quite frankly, most franchises do have those, and, and certainly some more than others, ask the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? We saw a truly terrible play in the American League to end a ball game the other night between Minnesota and Detroit. But from a totality of a four-game set, and from not just one player, although we need to talk about Ryan McMahon and I'm going to, but it wasn't just him. There were wild pitches, there were base running errors, there were balls that were dropped that should have been caught that didn't actually even go down as errors. So look, I could if they send me the email, I'll give you the details right now if that's really what everybody wants. It's a, no, I think it was, did they get up to 10 unearned runs in the set? Again, I, I'll, I'll get into the details if that's what people really want, but... You don't need the numbers to tell you what you just witnessed with your own eyes as that's coming in. That was epically awful. And I think the worst defensive series that I have seen the Colorado Rockies play ever. It's certainly the worst defensive series that they've played since I've been covering the team and sort of documenting their history. And I've been covering them since 2013, back in my days at Purple Row, right? So that is like... I just cannot recall, and if someone can think of one, refresh my memory and send it to me and say, actually, this set was even worse. What was wild to me about the poor defense in this series, though, is not just how much of it there was, was how truly impactful it was. Because a lot of times, you know, you can commit an error or two, and and I will say it was so bad that... The starting pitching in three of the four games, Marquez did not handle it well. But the other three starters, Freeland, Feltner, and today Austin Gomber, all pitched their asses off. They battled hard, and they minimized as much as they possibly could 
the nonsense that was going on behind them. But there was so much nonsense, and it they they were they weren't just like one base errors that allow you know a guy to get on board with two outs. Yeah, a guy gets on first because you you kick a, a an easy grounder with two outs, and your pitcher has plenty of opportunity now to get out of that. Right? It was today. There was that moment, back to back half innings that it was a microcosm of this entire series for the Rockies. It all came down to three things. Bad execution, bad luck, and bad timing, right? So the bottom of the second, Austin Gomber issues the leadoff walk to Nick Castellanos. His only walk of the game, bad luck and bad timing, but also you you be a little bit careful with the Rockies' inability to score runs on the road. With you know you you feel a little bit of a need to be a little extra perfect. It's early in the game. You don't want to serve up a tater to Nick Castellanos. You're being careful with him. You walk him. What does Gomber do? He bears down and he gets his ground ball to the guy who was the best defensive player in baseball last year, at least according to the advanced metrics. And for the fourth time in the series, when he only committed five errors all of last year, Ryan McMahon commits an error. And it's, again, not even just, well... The ball was in the dirt and and the guy was able to, and Trejo was able to knock it down or whatever. Now, there's a, this was a little bit on Trejo as well. I think he could have done a better job to get to that ball. Again, everyone was kind of responsible for what was going on, right? But ultimately, this guy who's been so stupendous on defense for your squad for a while now, obviously mostly last year, but he's been at, at the very least reliable his entire career after you know a rough start very early in the minors. And now McMahon throws the ball away and it's runners at second and third, nobody out instead of first and third, nobody out double play, maybe still in order this, that, the other, because Gomber got his ground ball, didn't he? But it just wasn't hit quite hard enough. Bad luck, bad timing, good execution, but bad luck, bad timing. The run comes in and he got out of that with just the one run. Good pitching Austin Gomber next half inning. Sam Hilliard, one of the few guys who had a good offensive day today, rips a triple into the right field corner. You've got a guy on third base with nobody out. You've got to be able to bring him in. Alan Trejo comes up, swings at the first pitch, arguably bad execution. Maybe, maybe not. You want to make sure you put the ball in play here. You don't want to give Zach Wheeler a chance to strike you out. Pitch was kind of in the middle of the zone, so debatable. Bad luck happened to be right back to the pitcher. Ground ball that he pulls a little bit, that he pushes a little bit. Wheeler even made a nice little play to go and get that ball. It, I mean, if it, if it scoots under his glove instead of popping up to him, you know, that's just a ground ball to the second baseman. And Trejo has done his job to bring in the run from third base. Bad luck, bad timing. But then Dom Nunez draws the walk. Good at bat Dom. Connor Joe, who had a very rough series, hits into the double play. Bad execution, bad luck, and bad timing. And it was that all damn series. And so, yeah, that's it's brutal to watch and, it, and it's absolutely terrible. And like I said, you know, in some of the spaces and stuff after the first two games, hey, one game 
you can shrug it off. Two games, you raise an eyebrow, but you go, all right, guys, come on. We know we're better than this. Four games in a row, and I know it was windy and rainy, and there was some weirdness to all of it, too. Like I said, there was luck going on, but this is absolutely now a conversation on the plane ride home and a point of emphasis over the upcoming homestand. This needs to be cleaned up absolutely and immediately because while the Colorado Rockies can improve upon a few of the things that I saw, some positive signs in this series, some good stuff out of the starters, a couple of individual relievers who continue to look good, and I'll talk a little bit about some good signs even from the offense, which might sound weird right now, but I'll I'll get into it in just a minute. But none of that matters if you don't play clean baseball on the road. You absolutely cannot, as a Colorado Rockies baseball club, achieve success on the road when giving runs to the other team. They could have recovered and won a game, maybe two of these games at home. Because some of these other bounces would have gone for them. Or they would have had the opportunity, you know, some of the long balls that Crone and uh, Gritchick and a few other guys hit that were dying on the warning track and stuff would have been finding gaps or been off the wall or maybe even over the wall at home. You, it, It's not to say that I can encourage and this many mistakes you actually can't recover from anywhere. This many, no. But generally speaking, projecting forward, the Colorado Rockies absolutely have to play clean baseball on the road. And those of you who listen to the show regularly and, and read my breakdown of the team coming into the season, no, I was concerned about the defense coming into the season. But what I was concerned about was their inability to make the great play, the really good play, the play that helps their pitcher out, that bails their pitcher out, that, you know, minimizes the disadvantage that their pitcher has at Coors Field. Because they've got, you know, kind of Bryant and Blackman getting a bit too much time out there. And they're not plus-plus defenders, right? Blackman pretty minus at this point. But what I didn't think is that they would be prone to these kinds of mistakes. And earnestly speaking, I don't I don't think this is going to be a trend. You know, I... I I have no information on this, and there was some speculation about it in, in Discord and on Twitter and stuff, but Ryan McMahon just doesn't look right, right? I don't know what, what's going on there, but we all know he's better than this, right? Uh, it's been truly bizarre to see him make so many throwing errors and just, you know, missing his target when the guy's been incredibly accurate throughout his career. Very good defender, all the stuff that we know, right? It, it It's weird. You don't expect that. Connor Joe, who is not, again, the super-duper defender, but has always just been so solid and reliable. He had a bad error late in the game that basically allowed this one to spiral completely out of control. Again, everybody basically contributing to it right now. So what I don't expect is for the Rockies to continue to be this bad on defense. Quite frankly, I don't expect any Major League Baseball team to continue to be this bad on defense. It's just... Remember earlier in the year when I was talking about sometimes you don't want to be you know unsustainably good because then you're not sure what to believe. I do think there's a little bit of this is unsustainably bad. At least the level of mistakes, the amount of defense and just general, like everything that could go wrong went wrong in the series. I don't think that's going to continue. I don't think they're going to make themselves into defensive stalwarts all of a sudden. I don't think they've got the talent. I just don't think they've got the personnel to do that. But I do think that they've got the veteran ability to learn and grow over the course of the season to remind themselves of 
who they are and who they are not. What they're capable of and when they need to just kind of bite the bullet, let the play fall in front of them, not try to do the extra thing. Make sure that that first throw to second base for the first part of the double play gets there. And you know what? If you don't turn two, if you just get the lead runner, at least you haven't thrown the ball into right field and now it's runners at second and third, nobody out. That is just a tremendous swing play in a Major League Baseball game. Gomber should have been out of that inning, and instead he had to throw like another 20 pitches and ended up giving up a run. Not an earned run, obviously. But, you know, it just it's brutal in, in so many ways from, your like I just said, the pitcher having to throw extra pitches, the runs that come in. The extra amount of time you got to stand out there on defense in cold and windy weather, and then you have to try to go in and hit after you've been standing out there throwing the ball around all day. To your confidence, you can see the guys hanging their heads in the dugout, and you know there's been some conversation. Is it about because they're behind early? Is it you know are they do they have a hard time being a come from behind team? I really think that this it was all about the quality of play this particular series we'll learn for the rest of the season who these guys are in terms of their ability to make a comeback or whatever but they know as well as anybody they know as well as you do and i do and and anybody else out there that this was just awful truly and utterly terrible unacceptable play and you won't hear me use that word very often that is a word that i actually purposefully stay away from because mistakes happen uh the best of the best will make errors. I can recall two times in specific that I've seen Nolan Arenado make two errors in a game, you know, but again, they stand out because it was probably only those two times. S- stuff happens, especially in the game of baseball. It can be so chaotic. It can be so random that I try not to use the word unacceptable, understanding the high degree of difficulty at play here. But this they would tell you they're using that word. I'm sure themselves on the plane right now. Oh, they're probably not quite on the plane just yet on their way to the plane. They're saying it to themselves. They've been saying it all week. Uh, and it's, it just can't continue. That said, I, I really don't think that it will, uh, you know, for now that I've, I've said that now that I've used, uh, the word that I that I don't often uh, I'll get into a couple of quick what do we what do we call it? positive signs sil- silver <laughs> silver linings here um, and then I'll take a couple of questions in the spaces but uh, a few things uh, I want to again I, the the offense again it may sound a little bit strange to people because they didn't manage to score a ton of runs but boy did they have quite a bit of traffic and that for me and you know, like uh, you know I mean. I get it. Look, I get it. It's like saying, hey, your football team didn't score any touchdowns or, or kick any field goals. They scored zero points, but they had a lot of rushing yards, you know, or hey, basketball team really ran the offense well. The, the good ball movement really passed the ball well. They didn't score any baskets. Can't put the ball in a hole, but they can they can move the ball really well, right? That, that's kind of what I'm saying here, and I get it. But again, those of you who are students of the history of the Colorado Rockies, and in particular of the history of the Colorado Rockies and hitting on the road, you know that a bad road series for this team, this was not, right? A, a terrible, as like I was saying earlier, this was the worst defense I think I've ever seen them play 
in a series. If you ask me a similar question, well, is this the worst offense you've ever seen them have in a road series? Absolutely not. Not even close. It's not in the bottom 50, you know, or whatever. And, and not even because now it's frustrating when they don't come through. All the men left on base, absolutely frustrating. But the fact that there were men on base so often in this set and against a couple of pretty capable pitchers, they had their opportunities in this one right here to scratch out a win against Zach Wheeler if they just play better fundamental baseball. And, you know, some of that, again, is going to come down to better execution. But I do think that when you, and I'm, I'm curious, I want to study this and uh, I'll print, obviously, the findings, whatever I find in uh, over at milehighsports.com, but about the road hangover effect and how it changes over the course of a season. Because I know the study shows that it's actually not, you know, that over the course of a road trip, you should get better. Uh, but I do wonder if, you know, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, getting more used to going to and from is something that uh, I, I felt like it was something that the Rockies did last year. But uh, again, my recollection of the data is that it's just an ever present thing. So I think that your only hope there is really that some of these veteran guys can figure out a way. You know, obviously missing Chris Bryant here didn't help. Uh, I wrote an article about how I think he's going to be an interesting weapon in the potential battle against the hangover effect. And, you know, he was not off to a good start on this road trip. Back tightened up a little bit. It's early in the season. I get it. Just for my mad scientist brain, I'm upset because I want as much data as I can possibly get on what the new guys, Gritchick, Iglesias, uh, Bryant can do on the road. I think Crone continues to look like a solid road warrior for the team, but they need those guys, right? That 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 stuff has to happen. And Joe's still getting used to it. Uh, you know, uh, Nunez and Diaz. Diaz had his moments, but in general, I'm very curious to see if this team can figure out something to get those runs across. Because as I've always said, they're not going to score six or seven runs on the road. But they had opportunity. They could have scored four or five in every game of this series with the same number of hits that they had, just sequenced better. Uh, Just taking advantage of those moments and having better situational offense. So if that's something that these veterans can figure out a way to do, then you pair that with not making so many mistakes and you can win some games on the road. The formula is very clear, right? That's that's why this series was more frustrating than just ones in the past where we've watched bad Rockies teams roll into someone else's house, clearly not be able to match up with them on a talent level. This has happened in LA several times, right? Just get beat like 4 nothing, 6 nothing every single game, 6-1, you know, and then roll out of there because while the end results, the end scores in all of these games in Philadelphia are going to look totally lopsided and like, oh yeah, the Rockies just got crushed. If you watched the games, you know they were in all of these. They had opportunities and every single key moment didn't go their way. And like I said, a lot of that's on that bad execution, bad luck, bad timing. Really brutal there. But You do got to feel good about Kyle Freeland and his ability to battle through what happened. Austin Gomber looked fantastic for most of the day-to-day. Had big 
swing and miss curveball stuff, working again, getting strikeouts against a fantastic lineup. And good on Ryan Feltner for battling everything, including a leadoff home run, terrible defense behind him. The fact that he was facing the Phillies in his debut for the season, and he managed to go five solid. So those were good signs. Again, the fact that the offense had their opportunities are good signs because it you know just suggests to me that they're an adjustment or two away from cashing in on those opportunities. And as we all know, you're only going to win so many games on the road. So that's why the mistakes are just so heartbreakingly brutal because – it's just, it's just an automatic loss. If you give the other team three runs on the road, the Rockies on average score like two and a half runs on the road, right? Even good Rockies teams. So if you just give the Phillies three, that's the ball game. Right there. You just can't do that. That's why it's so infuriating. Balls in the dirt. You know, the wild pitches, the hit batsmen, the walking guys in to bring in runs, all of it. You cannot give them runs. They have to earn it. You have to make them earn it. And the Phillies, and I'm not taking anything away from them. They certainly did some good things in this series. It's you, you also take what's given you. If you're on the other side of that, you just take it. You don't, I'm not saying the Phillies did anything bad. They did everything right that they, you know, kept, what's the, the line of Moneyball when Billy Bean right says, "If your if your enemy is making mistakes, don't interrupt them." That was the Phillies. This whole franchise or this whole excuse me, this whole series. They just the Rockies kept making mistakes and the Phillies kept not interrupting them. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. But to do a little bit of the DC therapy thing, do I think it's indicative of who this team truly is? Do I think Ryan McMahon is going to commit four errors a series? Do I think they're going to look like the Keystone cops out there? Do I think they're going to kick the ball around and and be the worst defensive team in baseball all year? I do not. Do I think that they're going to come home, play better at home, because they always play better at home, clean things up, and probably play a little bit better against the Cincinnati Reds because the Reds aren't as good a baseball team as the Philadelphia Phillies? That seems reasonable to me all things considered. And, you know, one last thing that I do want to mention, but not totally spoil, is that I just finished writing today, uh, basically a research paper. (laughs) It's an article, but it was a research paper on this whole June swoon thing, right? Is it true that the Colorado Rockies regularly or usually even sort of typically get out to a good start and then fall apart in June or even June and July, kind of in the summer months. Is that true? Spoiler, it is not. There's nothing really to that. There's a little thing to that. You you can read the article and, and I dive into where it comes from and why it became a thing, but it's not a real thing. It's a, it's an internet meme at best, but I hope, at least, that it's still an interesting article. So let's see what happens when the Rockies return home for the weekend set against the Reds. I'll be down there Friday and Sunday covering the ball games in the press box. I'll have some uh, interviews with some players and some stuff to report back about all of that. Not exactly sure who yet. I'm going to decide that when I get down there because that's usually how I roll with these things. Uh, But, again, it's very early in the season, as I was saying, and, and I think... 
you know, when they were playing really well, I was saying, look, this is good so far. I, I'm still not... Let me, let me put it this way. Based on everything I've seen so far, even after the good start and the bad start, I'm, I don't think anyone should have any reason to move off of whatever their preseason prediction for the Rockies was, unless your preseason prediction was they're going to lose 100 games, which was just silly or whatever. Anyway, right? But I had them at 82 wins on the year, and that still feels right to me for both the ups and the downs that they've had so far. You know, I think there's things they can tighten up and with good luck and good health improve upon that. And with bad luck and bad health, it'll go the other way. You know, both very reasonable outcomes, but that's kind of where I'm at now, right? And I remember a similar thing when they got off to such a terrible start last year and people kept saying, are you going to change your preseason prediction that they're not going to lose 100 games? Are you sure they're not going to lose 100 games? As bad as it was to start, they're not going to lose 100 games. It's it's very, very early in the marathon season. It's kind of weird interviewing guys this time of year. Think of it like interviewing a football player in the middle of the second quarter of the second game of the season or something. Maybe like in the middle of the first quarter of the second game of the season. You know, like, well, you know, first game went like this, and so far this game is going like this. What do you think the rest of the season is going to be like? Dude, <laughs> What are we talking about? I have no idea. There's there's a lot left to come. But I do think we're seeing the signs of the stabilization of the Rockies' starting rotation. We're seeing the signs that the bullpen is going to continue to be okay with its rough spots, which is kind of what the hope was. I think we've seen an offense that's going to find its ways to create its opportunities even more on the road than they have in the past. It is yet to be seen if they will cash in. And I think most of what we've seen on defense in the last four days was an aberration. It cost them four baseball games, and they all count in the win-loss column at the end of the year. But I don't think we're going to continue to see that. If we do make no mistake, it will be their undoing. This team is not deep enough in its other facets to play fundamentally poor baseball. You you cannot, back to what I said earlier, the finality of it is this team cannot give the other team runs. Simple as that. Because they're good enough to win on the basis of their slugging and their pitching, if their defense doesn't cost them. Kind of like the bullpen, right? Your bullpen can't blow you a bunch of baseball games that you would have otherwise won, and your defense can't blow you a bunch of baseball games that you otherwise would have won. Four in a row is unacceptable. Tighten it up. Come home. Get some home cooking. Sleep in your own bed. Go to your favorite Denver spot tomorrow. In the morning, the afternoon, whatever your whatever your place is downtown, and get after it against the Reds, because everyone's watching, and and you can't play baseball like that. You just can't. All right, I'm going to take some questions on the spaces. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Make sure you're checking out all the written content at MileHighSports.com. You're following me on Twitter at Drew Creesman so that you can join the conversation live. Uh, especially after these day games when they're on the road and before the night games when they're on the road. So thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.